Welcome to the Faith Amplified Podcast, hosted by Stacey Camille. Ready? Let's get into it. There are so many opinions about who God is. You know, some people say he's cruel, some say he's loving, and even others, you know, they'll say that he doesn't exist. There are millions and millions and millions of opinions and thoughts about God, and most of them, I would have to say, is coming from hearsay, meaning they, you know, people have heard it from a preacher or a teacher or some sort of opinion during conversation, maybe over Thanksgiving dinner, or if you heard it from a missionary, wherever. A lot of our opinions about God come from hearsay, other people. But, you know, you know, have you ever thought about that? God says exactly who he is in his word, but very few people actually read what he says about himself. They'd rather believe what others say about him. Well, we're going to talk about the truth about God today. What does God say about himself and who is he really to us? Let's get into it. Okay, so why do we misunderstand God? Let's bring it down to our level for a minute. I'm going to give you a scenario. So say you wrote a memoir about yourself. That memoir became popular. You sold millions Uh, It's in all the bookstores everywhere. You know, everybody knows about this memoir about you. It's like a self-documentary type of, you know, thing you you told about all your life in this memoir. Now, one day you are in the mall, you're shopping, you're minding your business. You know, you're just walking down the street, walking your dog, and someone walks up to you uh, who you've never met before. And they say, I hear that you are a really mean person, right? This person's mean. Now, After you figured out that they're not a threat to you, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, should I run? Should I punch them in the face? What should I do? Oh, my goodness. After you've gotten over all of that, you realize that this person's not really a physical threat to you. And you're curious as to where did this person get this idea that I'm a really mean person? So uh, you ask them, well, I wrote a book about my life. You know, did you get a chance to read that book? And their answer is, well, I've heard about the book, but I don't want to read it. Okay, that's odd. You you heard that there's a book about my life. You chose not to read that book. Um, I, you've probably done a couple of interviews. This person has probably not watched any of them. So then you go on ahead and you ask this person, well, how do you know that I'm a mean person then? And their answer is, well... I heard it from my mother's grandmother's sister who told my cousin's aunt who thinks they may have met you 10 years ago. Can you imagine the crazy? You will look at this person like they have lost all their marbles and just walk away. Well, at least I hope you would. And at the very, you know, least you'll get agitated that this person that you've never met before has this opinion about you because they heard something from someone maybe that met you years ago, even if that is true. That's aggravating, isn't it? And we do that uh, to each other a lot. We form these biases and opinions about each other based off of what we heard, what we've observed, uh, but not really based off of actual interaction. 
And that is how we treat God. We have these opinions of him based off of sermons that we've heard, other people's testimonies, other people, other people, other people, other people, and has never taken the time to actually read or even study the word of God to understand what is it that, what did God say about himself? It's his memoir. Uh, there's a lot that he says about himself. There's a lot that the inspired man of God has said about him. There's a lot of information about how he sees us, what he thinks about us, how he interacts with us. But we just refuse to read that. We would rather hear what someone else says about this memoir than actually reading it ourselves. So I just want to cover a couple of things. And I'm going to go through these names because the, the Bible says that God is there's a lot there's a lot. I mean, the creator of the universe, uh, Lord of heaven's armies, all of that, you know, healer, provider, protector, all of that is there. And I can only cover just a little bit of that in the podcast. And the real reason why I'm doing this is because that is where our faith starts. That is where our true relationship starts. If we don't take the time and the effort to get to know God ourselves, we are going to be lost. We're gonna, there's going to be a lack of wisdom. We're going to be tossed with the wind, not just when it comes to religion, but just when it comes to the direction in our life. If we don't know him, then we're not going to know his plans for us. And when we get stuck with challenges or just stuck with life where things happen that, you know, we feel like we can't handle, we're not going to know to go to him or to run to him because we just don't have that relationship, right? I'm not going to go to someone to talk to them about a challenge that I'm having in my life if I've never spoken to them before because there's no trust there. We haven't built that. So that's really the basics of it. It's not really me preaching to somebody to say you need to get to know God because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's just if you're out there and you're stuck and you're looking for answers and you just need something more than emotionalism on a Sunday morning or wherever, then I am telling you that there is more, but it starts with putting forth the effort to get to know who God is. So who is he? Let's start with the Bible. Let's start with this. So we already know that God is love, and I'm going to revisit that. We know that in Exodus 3.14, about there where uh, Moses interacts with God and he says, hey, you're sending me back to Egypt to rescue your people. What if they ask me who sent me? Who 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 am I supposed to say you are? You know what I mean? I, I need I need references. And God tells him, well, I am who I am. Well, that's pretty vague, isn't it? But what he's trying to say or what he is saying is you can't box me in, right? I am whatever it is that you need me to be. I cannot be boxed in. I cannot be described. I am just bigger than your imagination. And what I'm telling you is just trust what I'm telling you to do and just go on ahead and do it. Don't worry about all that stuff. I am who I am. And there's more to that. But when you think about it, uh, we tend to box God in our heads like, OK, God could only do this for me because of, you know, my behavior, something that I did. He may be offended by it. I'm not really in right standing with God. So, you know, he's not only going to do but so much for me because I'm not this, this, this and that. Well, you're boxing God in. You're boxing him in and he's telling you, listen, I am who I am. Next, I am the first and the last, and also uh, in that there is alpha, uh, alpha and Omega. I am the beginning 
I am the end. Everything starts with me. Everything ends with me. Basically, no matter what's going on in your life, uh, I know exactly the beginning of it and I know what the ending is going to be. And I know everything that's happening in between. I am all knowing. He says, I'm also the good shepherd. You know, when you think about a shepherd, they care for the sheep. They give extra care because there's always predators out there trying to steal the sheep from the flock. You know, there's wolves. Bible speak of wolves in sheep clothing. You know, there's wolves always trying to steal from the flock. Well, the shepherd has to guard. He has to watch. He has to uh, shear the sheep, make sure that, you know, they're healthy, that they're eating, that they're safe. Well, he is our shepherd. He's the ultimate example. And when you think about a pastor, they're supposed to be the shepherd of the flock, of the church. Now, some are really good at it, some not so much, but Jesus is the ultimate example. Um, we already talked about the Alpha and Omega. Uh, he is the Lord that heals. And a lot of times we focus on physical healing, but there's also spiritual, there's mental, there's some of us are broken mentally because of things that have happened to us that are traumatic. Uh, we dealt with that in different ways. It could have been we suppressed that in our thoughts and it kind of like manifests itself in, in other ways in our lives. Some of us are very angry. Some of us are guarded. Some of us lash out. Some of us um, just go through different things to suppress that trauma. But God is saying, I can heal that. You don't have to suppress it. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to cover it. I can heal that completely. Uh, the process may not be pretty. The process may not be pretty. But at the end of it, you will be whole. And so that is what he's uh, saying there. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals. Now, he's also immutable, meaning I am the Lord that does not change. And that is a security blanket for me because I know people and I am like this sometimes. I'm, you know, I'm human being. One day I feel one way. The next day I feel a different way. There's some people one day they'll like you. The next day they don't. One day they're smiling in your face and everything is all good. And I'm proud of you. And you're the best thing that ever happened to me. And then a few days later, it's like, I don't know you or you're the worst thing that happened to me. You know, we are fickle as human beings when it comes to emotions and feelings and how we feel about people. Because we treat each other based off of what the other person has done for us or to us, right? So if somebody has done something great for us, we love them that day. But if we need them tomorrow and they are nowhere to be found, well, we don't love them anymore. And that's how we are. But God is saying, I don't change. You can be this today and that tomorrow, but my feelings about you does not change. It doesn't change based off of what you've done for me, because basically we can't do anything for God, but uh, worship him. You know what I mean? So there is nothing, there is nothing that we can do to change God's opinion of, of us, God's plans for us, and his will for our lives. And that is a comfort to me because I know how I am. Then we can talk about that he's omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, uh, meaning, you know, God is all-powerful. He reigns. There is no one that can beat him, no one that can destroy him, no one that can deter him. He does not lose. And that means that when we are in relationship with him, a good relationship with him, we're not losing. And that is a 
comfort, okay? Omnipresent, meaning that he's everywhere. There's no place that we can go where he is not. So when your thoughts, the enemy or whatever tells you that you're alone, you know already that that is not true. That's a lie because God is everywhere. He right there, ready to be for you when you call, okay? And he is omniscient. His understanding is infinite. He says his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Uh, he knows all. And I'm, I'm kind of glad for that because I don't know everything. And I know that I can trust him, whether he speaks to me directly or he speaks to me through someone that has like the gift of wisdom and knowledge. Um, I am comforted to know that there are answers and knowing that there are answers and he has the answer means that there is always hope for better. And that's how I compute that uh, in my mind. We know that God is righteous. He's always right in everything. We know that he is holy, meaning that he is different. Um, and he calls us to be different. Holy doesn't mean perfection. Holy means different. So just like he is different among the Elohim, he is the Elohim over all Elohim. Uh, we are to be different among our species. So he's Yahweh, right? Above all, and uh, the creator of all, whether in the spiritual realm or in the uh, human realm on earth, he is holy. He's just, he's always for justice, no matter what's going on. Even right now, as I'm recording, uh, Israel declared war on Hamas and there's a lot of chaos going on. There's chaos going on in Ukraine between that war, their war with Russia and it, we just, it just seems like everything is out of control, right? It seems like there's just so much going on that we cannot control. But we know that God is in control of all. He knew that this was going to happen. And he knows the outcome. And he knows that his people are going to win. They're going to overcome. They're going to be successful. And that's where, where we should take comfort. Uh, we know that God is merciful. Uh, he's, he's slow, slow to get angry at us. Me, I am thankful for that. Okay. Because I do a lot of things that make me mad. And so I am glad that his, his love is just like, it, it doesn't waver like mine does. He, he cares about me. And I believe that these are things that you have to believe. If you don't believe this stuff, then it's, you're just going to be in a place where you're always wondering, always wondering, always wondering. And you're on that hamster wheel and that's just not really a good place to be. You got to be in a, a place or at least a starting point of belief, a starting point of a mustard seed of faith. That's where you got to start. Everything else will fall into place. So that's where you should be. All right. So back to here, we are talking about he's eternal. Uh, that means our past, present, and future is always God's present because he lives in eternity. So he's not in a rush to get anything done because he has all eternity to get it done. Now we don't, we got, you know, a finite amount of time to be on earth, but he knows when things need to be taking place. And he always does things in that perfect timing, right? With perfect timing. So we can take comfort in knowing that there is no end to him. Uh, he's sovereign. What He does whatever he wants to do. And we have got to uh, come to some sort of, 
I guess, reconciliation with that. Uh, we, we love to be in control. I love to be in control of my situations. I don't like chaos, but there are some points, there's a point in my life where God had to say, listen, I am sovereign. I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it, uh, where I want to do it. And if you're going to be in a relationship with me, you gotta, you gotta just come to recognize that that's how it's going to be. And you gotta let go and you gotta be in obedience. And we we're stubborn. We don't like that. We want to be in control of things. So that's another place that you might be struggling with as well. You gotta, you gotta work that out. You gotta work out that things are going to happen because God wills it to happen, whether you like it or not. But knowing that he is your father and that whatever he decides to do, it's not to hurt you is so that your end will be a good ending. So that's how that kind of works, right? So you have to have the faith knowing that he's going to do what he's going to do, but whatever it is, is going to work out for your good. Okay. So God is truth. I already talked about this in a couple of my episodes about how God is just all truth. And there's just some people that would just tell you all kind of things just for their own benefit, whether it's to get into your good graces because they feel like you're the come up or, you know, for whatever reason they do that. God doesn't, God doesn't do that. He tells you the truth. He said he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, and truth will set you free. Now, you may not like the truth, you may not like it, it may seem ugly, it may hurt, but freedom is at the end of that road, and I prefer freedom than feeling comfort and being enslaved, whether in mind, body, or spirit. I want to be free, I want to be free, and I want that for you too as well. He's light, he's the provider, and of course, he is the creator of everything. So after you go through that whole list, and there's so many other things, there's so many other attributes of God, you kind of have to come to this point where you're saying, listen, there is nobody else like him, so why would I want to be in a relationship with anybody else? with everybody else and not him. He is above everybody else. He is better than everybody else. There is more benefit to being in a good relationship with him than there is with anybody else. It's tough for us. Listen, it was really tough for me to kind of come to that place where it's like, okay, I want to be in a relationship with God because I want everything else in my life to be balanced, to be in line with him. And the reason why is because it's very hard to be in a relationship with an invisible being. That was me. That was my struggle because I can't see him. You know, I can't. I, I was like, God, this is tough. You know, it's easy for me to be in a relationship with somebody, you know, my husband or whoever, because I can see them. I can talk to them. I can feel them. I can understand where they're angry and I can understand where they're upset or when they're happy. But with you, it's like you're an invisible being. How do I how do I navigate this? And his answer to me was, you know, kind of tough. It was like, well, let's start with communication. Uh, you don't talk to me as much as I would like for you to talk to me. And if you don't talk to me, then I cannot tell you things. I can't share anything with you. I cannot help you understand what I want you to do or where I want you to be or life in general if you don't talk to me. And when I say talk to me, I don't mean lecture me or recite anything that you've heard. 
I mean like genuine conversation talk to me and that's what I started to do and when I started to do that and kind of move away from the traditional quote-unquote way of uh praying and just saying listen I'm just gonna talk to God like okay I'm gonna talk to you um of course with uh respect and reverence but I'm just gonna be real then things started to change I started to hear God more I started to see things more and then that relationship is you know building slowly now I'm still stubborn and there's things that I still have to learn but I have to say it's much better than it was before so it starts with communication Getting to know God and the truth about who he is starts with communication. Stop listening to other people's opinions and listen to what God is saying. Build that. Start there. I implore you, start there. And there are some things that you may hear that he may tell you that even may contradict what you've heard. And then all of a sudden you're going to see the light like, oh, man, I, I understand now. I understand why things are in the way in the world. I understand why things are the way they are in my life. I understand past experiences now. I understand why or why I am where I am or who I am. And all the questions basically that I've had in my life, they're starting to be answered because I'm going to the person, to God, who can answer those things. You can't get tough questions answered by someone that has not gone through the things that you've gone through. That's somebody that doesn't know. So I say to overcome that hurdle and to get to know the truth about God, you can't study him. You can't study him. Now you can study the Bible to get to understand what he says about himself. Yes, do that. But then there has to be some sort of relationship building there. There has to be the communication there so that he can also reveal what he said about himself. There's one thing to read something and comprehend it. Okay, I understand you say that you're love, but then there's another thing to actually experience that love. It's it's another thing to actually be healed. Uh, be whole, right? That that's that's completely different. That that brings another level on top of the understanding, and that is how you learn the truth about His love. I had a couple of other uh, things that I was going to say, but I'm going to stop right here because what I want you to do this uh, for this episode for this week. I know I usually don't give homework assignments, but but. I'm going to give it today because there's just some things that I want you to think about. Ask yourself uh, these questions. Just take a moment. One, where did my opinions of God originate? Right? Where did my opinions of God originate? Two, what do I know about God? What do I know about him? And jot those things down in your journal or wherever, your, your notes app. Okay? Three, do I truly believe what I already know? Four, who is God to me? And be honest with yourself. You can even say, I don't know. That's okay because that's a starting point. You don't know, okay? Five, do I need to revisit my relationship with God if there's one there? And another question, bonus question is, do I have a relationship And if you say no, and when I, let me back up. When I say relationship, I don't mean, okay, I pray and I fast and I move on. I go to church and I move on and I get emotional on my Sundays. I cry, I go home, I still live my same life and I move on and nothing is changing. That's not what I mean. I mean like 
you think about your best relationship in your life with your earthly friend, your family, whatever, do you have something like that with God? Meaning there's constant communication. Um, you look forward to talking to him, to being around him. Um, there's just this, this loving feeling between you and God. It's not servant to master. It's, it's, it's brother to brother. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Father to child, that type of loving relationship. Do you have that? And if you don't, that is okay. That's a starting point. Uh, and do you want to rebuild that? So there's your questions. Where did my opinions of God originate? What do I know about God? Do I truly believe what I already know? And who is God to me? And do I need to revisit my relationship or build a relationship with him? Just contemplate on those five questions. You write down your responses. And if you feel like sharing that with me, connect with me on social uh, media at Faith uh, Amplified. You can go to the website, faithamplified.com. And if you have not done so already and you're interested in podcasting or just sharing your voice, your expertise, your wisdom, uh, your knowledge, and you want to do that through podcasting, remember, Turn the Mic Up is open. It's a free uh, podcasting uh, workshop, all audio coaching. You get a free workbook. You get all the good stuff just to get you up and running. Uh, so hopefully that will get you uh, going. I want, kind of wanted to make it as simple as possible. So if you're doing that, uh, go ahead and share that with me and join the Facebook group as well. Thank you guys. I will see you on the next episode. Bless you. Mm -hmm.